Okay. Welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the horror podcast that analyzes comedy movies. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I mean, kind of sometimes, but uh, usually we are a comedy podcast analyzing horror movies like this week's pick, Pan's Labyrinth. This... <laughs> exactly. And you have to do the fingers like all the beasties. This week we have a wonderful guest. Uh, I'd love to introduce Caitlin. Caitlin, please tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I used to be Mary Kay's student last semester, and Yay! her an eleven oh two class, which you should totally take if you haven't already. It's fantastic. Yes. And coming this fall, world literature as well. Oh snap! Which Taking that one. <laughs> Do it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. No, I'll do it. The whole world. <laughs> <Doing> it. <laughs> so it's at 10 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm just saying. Oh, may- maybe not now. I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind. Oh, shit. Oh, Friday. Friday oh, classes. Early. What a f- too joke. Early. <laughs> 10 a.m. is too <laughs> early. Oh my gosh, the arrogance of youth. I miss it so much. Girl, I, I, I need to sleep in until well, like 10:30. So I understand. 10:30. Uh, welcome, welcome, Caitlin. I mean, it sounds like a pretty guarded welcome from some of us, but welcome. I'm Mary. I'm Megan. And I'm Mary Kay. And I'm Caitlin. Uh, all right. Since we're talking about uh, Pan's Labyrinth this week, um, for a little icebreaker, we thought we'd discuss what mythical creature we feel like we would actually find at the center of the labyrinth. No, not we what want we to want find, to find, but what's like, what would we get? Okay. Like, if we're being honest with ourselves. <laughs> what our shitty like, what selves there, deserve. Ultimately. Got it. All right. Anyone have strong feelings? Anyone ready to oh, dive in? I feel like All Mary right. Kay and I are going to have the same answer. Uh-oh. Probably yes. <laughs> I figure with my Celtic ass and my proclivity for finding every cat in the area and befriending it, I would probably find a Kate She in the center of the labyrinth, which is like a like Scottish cat fairy thing. What? That like, yeah, that like steals cool. people's souls. Oh, perfect. So, is that really yeah. you in real I didn't life? Know that was a thing. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what I would find, <laughs> and then I regret. Love it. Yeah, that's a good answer. Okay. Who's next? I'll go. I feel like I want to find something cool, but I would end up finding a banshee. Yeah. Because it's just angry women that scream at men. So I feel like that's what I would find. And yep. foretell their death. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not yeah. sure yeah. what's cool about this. Like, so I'm just... Well, no. Yeah, I just want to be like, like I'll yeah. find a siren or something that's like... I don't know. I'd find a banshee. Yep. She's just yelling and telling people the truth that they don't want to hear, but only at men. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. That's what I'd do. I like that. Yep. Finding a banshee. <laughs> then we can go pet Caitlin's cats. Yeah. Was that the same as you, Mary Kay? Nope. Do you want me to go next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say a siren, but since you already alluded to it, and I feel like this was, that would be like, I got to get there, I got to get there, and then I would find out it was a siren once I got there and be like, ah, she <laughs> got me. Which I think would oh, be like... Oh, no. <laughs> that would be like... Right, right into her fins. And then, but then since yep. you said it, like, I went, ar- I went around the track one time, and I was like, quick, think of something else in case she goes on and more about it. <laughs> and, um, I was like, maybe I'd find like a, a genie in a lamp, but when mm-hmm. like the genie came out and I'd be like, I'd like to have this, they'd be like, 
I don't think that's really <laughs> all out of wishes, baby like, girl. Eugenia is actually an RA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, your genie is like when you go to Sephora and know exactly what you want, and then the salesperson is like, mm, okay, but, but, that okay, color red is not just hear me out, yeah, I'll be right back once you try it. So, no, no, honey, no. no. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. What you got, Mary? I, this is a great question. This is a great question. I would find fantastic. an attractive man. <laughs> That's what you deserve? Who is an actual <laughs> feminist. Who, Ooh. oh, well, that is mythological. Yeah. No, that's what I want. Not what I, I should. You deserve it, baby girl. Yeah, like I'm liking this so far. Who, uh, who um, never complains if I ask him to hold my purse for a second. He always does the dishes. Uh huh. Because oh, I hate yep. dishes. Um, talk about what you want to find. Good grief. And then I he hate. unzips his face and he's a Disney witch. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. that's what yeah. I want to find. Yeah. <laughs> worse, worse would be like he unzips his face and he's just like. Your ex, and you're like, God damn it! Oh, oh God, no! That's no. All that work, <laughs> I fought my way through a labyrinth oh. for this shit, right? Yeah. Retrace the thread. <laughs> Retrace the thread. I feel, and then I would go back, and it would be like the like the Henson movie labyrinth, where you run back, and then all your lipstick yep. things are turned around, and you don't know where you're going, and you're just uh, you're just trapped yep. in there. And like, I, if there'd be no David mm-hmm. Bowie, it'd just be my ex, and I just I don't. Uh, Oh, God, don't even go there. <laughs> but would your ex look as good in the tights as the goblin did? No. I'm asking. You know, I cannot tell a lie. No, yeah, actually, uh, I think he would look great in tights. Okay. I mean, oh. pros and cons. There's negatives There's... and positives here. Yeah, we don't really need to get into all <laughs> that. Is... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're just skimming the surface. Just the tip. <laughs> That's what she said. I'll see myself out. Thank you for listening. Somebody oh. throws a cane on stage and pulls you off. <laughs> Got the two old men from the Muppets up in the balcony going, guys. Oh, yeah. Speaking of labyrinths. Yeah. We warned her about the team. Yes, at the center of this labyrinth is the shit show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I had a really great time watching this because I haven't I haven't spoken Spanish habitually in like 15, 20 years. But when I did, I lived in Spain and I had a Spanish accent. And it's been really hard to train the lisp out of my face um, to speak Spanish here in Texas. So it was delightful to, to hear these these familiar sounds. And it was also cool to catch. So, so um, Del Toro translated this himself. So the subtitles mm-hmm. of the movie are... He's right. Like that's how he yeah. that. presented cool. them. That is a cool mm-hmm. fact. He had a couple. He had a couple bad experiences with translators previously, where he didn't feel like it. It captured correctly. Mm-hmm. So it's the words that's he fair. chose. So to then still catch these moments where what's said in Spanish and what's said in English, I felt like were different enough that it was worth noting. Mm-hmm. So it was really that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It is cool. Also, though, you have used Spanish regularly because I remember getting a gourmet donut with you when I was in Austin this time last year. <laughs> And our Uber driver did not speak English, and we got home. And it wasn't because of me. I quit, remember, when me and my ex-boyfriend broke up. And I was like, fuck Spanish. <laughs> remember? It was Yes, him. I do. Yes, because we'd, we'd had a couple drinks, and we were trying to get to the donuts. Yeah. And, um, and we did. We I, the donuts. I, I somehow, this is the same time I, tapped... I broke my fucking ankle, because Austin has mm-hmm. irregular steps. 
I'm trying I remember to you telling me about the stairs. <laughs> yeah. heels on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. I somehow tapped a part of the screen. So I dropped our pin in the wrong spot. And uh, when I called the guy and he said he didn't speak English, I had a, just the perfect number of beers, apparently, <laughs> to just be like, in Spanish, be like, okay, that's fine. Um, we're waiting at the corner of such and such and such and such. Can you still get there? And then, like, proceed normally. I remember seeing it and going like, damn, that's awesome. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Man. yeah. So misogyny. Oh boy. Oh, okay. Speaking of Uber drivers that don't speak English, what about misogyny? Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was nice from what I knew. <laughs> but like, for real though, Pan's Labyrinth, I feel like it goes one of two ways. Is this film like a female coming of age story? Or is it a uh, an anti-authority film where we're just trying to like overthrow the patriarchy Let's fight the man. or again can it be both are both things true mary Kay just nods hmm. quietly um well i definitely think it's an anti-authority thing because your rebels are your protagonists mm-hmm. in much i mean they're not like ophelia is your protagonist but like yeah. in the war we don't well, yeah like the other guy we like the rebels because they're human and not yeah machines of course monsters um but there are two main characters that we like align with are Ophelia and her mother. Like I really identified with her mom. And also mm-hmm. for some reason, every movie that I have seen lately has had like some kind of, <laughs> I put on here pregnancy scare, but I didn't mean like I skipped a period pregnancy scare. It's like, <laughs> is your child fathered by Satan? That kind of pregnancy that sounds scare. Like the beginning of a, um, that sounds like the beginning of like an asbestos lawyer commercial. Is your child fathered by Satan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have no. you too nearly lost your child? Because your husband would not let a mandrake drink milk under your bed? If so. Because you know what your mother always told you. Don't, don't date a man. has milk underneath it. Mm-mm. Pan's Labyrinth. We call back to our well, Rosemary's yeah. Baby episode. Say, we have talked about the milk pregnancy, situation. <laughs> pregnancy scare. Rosemary's Baby said no thank you. Pan's Labyrinth proved to us that that is also a poor choice. Alien had mm-hmm. milk. Alien did. The Alien had milk. Sauce. Yep. This is yes. why I don't drink yep. dairy. Yep. That mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That's and it. we also had, well, that? we don't have any milk in Girl with All the Gifts, but we did have the pregnancy scare where the kids ate their way out like an alien. Oh, yeah. God. So. Yeah. 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 Close enough. I'm going to draw us like a map of all of our themes of our episodes. <laughs> um, that'd be kind of cool. Like a wiki. Yeah. Like, yeah. That would be really awesome. Yeah. The main fucked up shit in each episode. Pregnancy. <laughs> check, 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 check. check. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did feel like, I did feel like, and I'm not sure how much of like, how much of this movie that Del Toro wrote himself, but I feel like the women in his films for me are really like, they're really, they're characters. They're not just yeah. like, oh, we have to put a girl in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel that way about this one, too. He portrays too. women almost as well, as almost women. as well as women would portray <laughs> themselves. <laughs> yes. That qualifier there. It's like, almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Because there's always going to be, if it's the, the Heisenberg effect, right? Yeah. Watching the thing changes it. And if mm-hmm. you are trying to replicate or, or represent something you observe, something you experience is happening at you instead of experiencing as your reality. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's always going to be, and that's, that's valuable. That's a meaningful part of storytelling is that little bit of, of distance and lens, right? That frame through which you are looking at the world is what you have to give as a storyteller. Just means that yeah. 
Yeah. There are going to be things that you... There are going to be things that you can reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, because the person experiencing it can't see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. There are going to be things that you can't ever really embody because you can't see them. That's true. And I put on here, too, that I can identify with the women much more easily than the men. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, almost always. But especially in, in this movie. Like, I don't mm -hmm. understand what any of the dudes are doing. Except right. for the no. doctor. He's kind of an outlier. Yeah. Like, I kind of get him. Doctor's like, okay, He's just I can doing his best you. to survive. Yeah. I think the doctor is, is a... Is, would, in any other circumstances, be a pretty feminine maternal character, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Helper, yeah. And healer and nurturing. Um, Except for in self baby. Yep. Right. Uh, right. Except for okay. that, yes. But, like, <laughs> self-sacrificing, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, like it him. was a female role, too. So, like, the females in yeah. the village or the tribe or whatever were the healers. Like, the guys went mm -hmm. off and hunted or did something else. So, he's kind of in that straddling yeah. area, I guess. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's a good point. Also, at the end, um, when the Capitan is about to torture Mercedes, Ugh. and then he's like, do you want me to, his henchman or whatever, is like, you want me to hang around? And he's like, no, <laughs> I don't need your help. It's just a girl, it's fine. So I got he, this. What he, yeah. what he actually says there, I, oh gosh, can, can, is somebody able to pull up the, the, the quote in English? Because what he says in Spanish is, isn't slightly different and for me it was like oh that's just nastier and worse um but in spanish she says for the love of god she's no more than a woman as opposed to she's only a woman yeah mm -hmm. um which is to suggest that like only a woman means like there are more things you could be she's no more than a woman means that there's that's nothing it. there in the first yeah. place mm -hmm. there's nothing to it in the first place um and also you know for the love of god as if like it's offensive like, to me on. that you even bring this up yeah um yeah. So there, I have a handful of moments like that where I was like, eh, why'd you say it that way? Yeah. Also, um, fun and worth noting that in Spain, uh, vosotros, which is a, mm -hmm. a form of conjugation that is considered archaic in most of the world, is mm -hmm. still used in Spain. Like, I, I used it. It's it's. The Spanish I learned used it, too. I remember yeah, I learned that, that. Yeah. ninth grade Spanish. <laughs> so it's and I used... Duolingo app. It's commonly used to address, like, a, an informal group, it's like, right? It's like, yeah, it's like y'all. Like y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And um but it's also it's considered archaic in most of the world because it has formerly been used as a like it's like the and thou. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um and that is the way the fawn addresses Ophelia. Hmm. Oh, I as like that. She, it's like a like old English mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. As if I she like is that. as if she's a she's yeah. a princess. He yeah. sees like, she's she's royalty. Very formal courtly language with her. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Yeah. That is cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I rebound that Mercedes line several times to make sure that I like heard that translation correctly. Yeah, yeah. Right afterwards, mm -hmm. she's like, "That's why. I, that's how I got away with it. Is because you like, consistently you underestimated me." Yeah, yeah. she right. wasn't. His eyes were blind to her actions, right. and yeah. that's basically like in my notes. I kind of wrote like this: the, the social role theory, which she broke through the whole film, and so oh, like, yeah. in psychology, the social role theory is that the idea that men and women behave differently in social settings because mm -hmm. of the pressure that society places on them to yeah, represent definitely. their gender. And she was yeah. just like, mm-mm. Like, no, no thank you. Yeah. Well, and considering, too, like, her relationship with her brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, again, like, she is taking care of him, but not in the same... It's a, their relationship isn't so much of a, like, no. nurturer-nurtured no. one as it is a, like, protective... Like... Yeah. She's... Yeah. 
Like, this kid's like, a dumbass. I gotta protect him from doing dumb shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or she's she's really kind of the one who is, he is looking to for his cues about how to handle himself yeah. as a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I didn't notice that before. And I put on here, like, or I, I wrote on the when I, in my notes, like, it's the heroine's journey. And I was thinking, when I wrote that down, I was thinking of Ophelia. Mm-hmm. But it's also Mercedes. It's hers, too. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think arguably it is Mercedes. Yeah. And Ophelia is our gatekeeper. Yep. Interesting. Ophelia is yeah. the Ophelia is uh, really of all the of all the women in this world, um, by virtue of being a child and and therefore kind of very innocent and and uh, unaware, and also by virtue of being largely symbolic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she's the least fleshy. She's the least. Uh, it's harder to get your as an adult, especially. It's harder to get your hooks in there and really feel. You might be maybe able to recognize and identify with, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, there's not as much happening there. And I feel like that's because in the course of the movie, like she she draws you in. She brings, she shows you what you recognize. This is a fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. This is a world full of magic. Mm-hmm. And you, over the course of the movie, you transition into Mercedes' world where there is no there is no magic. It's there just, is evil. Yeah, and are left in that space with the person who has gone through these transformative things and had these immense experiences. Um, not that Ophelia hasn't, but the, I, I kind of, I feel like that at some point you're handed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I imagine if you yeah. watch this movie every year, once a year, the same day for the rest of your life, every year you're going to feel the handoff happen somewhere different depending on yep. what's going on in your life. Definitely. Um, also, kind of, the ma- that's like the main part, like the, the catalyst or the inciting incident in the hero and the heroine's journey. But like, I mean, like, like the Joseph Campbell, like, archetypal yeah. shit. Oh, my, That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to I say. Love that, <laughs> I love that stuff so much. I love it no, it's so great. much. Yeah. Unabashedly. Um, but like you said, the handoff happens at different times, but neither of them return victorious. They don't return. No. Like, Ophelia's in the underworld. That's yep. where she's at. And same with Mercedes. I think... Yeah. I, mean, I think that's arguable. I think it depends on what you think that where you what right, you think her yeah. underworld was, right? If the yeah. underworld was was her um was her capture, if the underworld was living under uh occupation, yeah, and she's just overthrown her occupier. There that's are, a good point. Yeah. You know, she, especially considering that that journey also includes sacrifices and losses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the fawn is Ophelia's spirit guide, but Ophelia is Mercedes, mm-hmm. the spirit guide can't come with her, right? Right. Bye bye Obi Wan. Yep. Baby Wan. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Yep. But it 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 follows your typical uh, like your fairy tale <laughs> yeah kind of plot mm-hmm. format. You definitely have the call to adventure, mm-hmm. and then everything that happens Very in between, yeah. and then like all traditional good fairy tales do and should, it has a really dark ending. This ain't no Disney film. No, this right. little mermaid dies and becomes foam on an ocean exactly bitches. she does <laughs> like sorry she didn't wake up with true love's first kiss it was child labor <laughs> it was child labor <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah too real well and that's um mary Kay mentions uh pam yeah that if pan is if pan is your mentor if pan is the the godly figure we're using and, and so del toro this is in spanish this isn't pan's labyrinth Bounno or something. It's, it's the labyrinth of the fawn. The, yeah. the fawn's labyrinth. Yeah. And he used fawn deliberately because he felt like Pan was um, especially sexual. Yes. And deviant. Yes. You are not wrong. Relationship, 
for the relationship he foresaw, for the relationship he wanted to represent between the Fawn and Ophelia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly a menacing, a potentially menacing character, often menacing, really. Yes. Um, but not sexually so. Um, and Pan. That's is, different. That's next level ominous. Yeah, yeah. Pan yeah. is and Pan is inextricably it, 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 like the whole point of the the goat legs and that is that he's yes insatiable, right? My, my siblings and I have played this game back when computers were young, um, <laughs> called Wrath, Wrath of the Gods. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. This is the best moment of my life. I have to text my sibling. No, I'll wait. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, so do you guys remember? So is this game, um, at the time it had amazing graphics because right? people's faces moved. Yeah. And um, that's all traversed- that you need to have good graphics. Back yes. In the- yeah. Yeah. You, you traversed this map. And you found different scenarios from Greek mythology and you, mm-hmm. you know, acted them out. And sometimes you had to collect things like, right. Like if you had a certain interaction, then you were able to acquire your dragon's teeth so that when you came to the barren field, you could sow Good. them and grow your army. Right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And oh, there's one. Oh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> no biggie. <laughs> Damn. You had a dragon's teeth? What were you doing? Like, what did you Run do the during harvest? Run of the mill. <laughs> um, but there was this one intersection you came to. And there's a straight-up fawn just standing there. So you walk up and you interact with it. And this dude, we did not know at the time that, like, there was something horribly racially insensitive obviously happening here. But you walked up, and dude looks up at you, and he's like, I am the Greek god Pan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and went, and you're not. Yeah. And Liar. my siblings and I still randomly text each other, just all caps, I am the Greek god Pan. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Just for funsies. There you go. That, yep, that's that's, that's, that's how that starts. Yep. That's how it begins. <laughs> that's the opening screen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's going up on our social media immediately. I feel like that might Do be it. a title. Ah. And the great copy. <laughs> but yeah, just like maybe not said as if we are doing a horrible, horrible blackface. Yeah. Nope. Never mind. Pass. Yeah. Like that, that <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that part. No. Nope. Not funny. It went sour fast. real fast. Yep. Racism always does. Well, amazing how that, that happens. Is, that is a Basically, fact. The guy, the guy was white. I don't know. I still look back on that and I'm like, what were they? What were they doing? Was that meant to be like an impression of a like a specific performer that I just don't recognize? I don't know. I don't know. It was the '90s. Who knows? Magical time. Um, yeah. So that said, Pan and Fawns in common trickster characters. They're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're they they are deviant, just not necessarily the same type of deviance. <laughs> There's no yeah. the um the labyrinth also has the sexual uh attachment to it too in Greek mythology. There yeah. are different labyrinths, of course, but mm-hmm. this is Pan's Labyrinth. What you're supposed to find in there is the Minotaur, which happened from when who was it that took Oh god. The no. Um it was a nymph who This is a quiz. Bull is no, 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 no. It was, she will uh, fail you. No, it was King Minos and it his island. Like it he was going to sacrifice a bull to Zeus, but then decided, no, you know what? I like this bull. So then his wife, whose name starts liked with a P, also. yes, very, very yes. much liked it and decided to do the do with the bull. Yeah, she's a nip. And then, awesome. Pasiphae? That yes, name? that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Pasiphae. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, Got it. look at you, Mary Kay. Yeah. <laughs> so she Her, did the do. forces combined. <laughs> Yeah, and then got. And then she had the. She had the minotaur. Ball. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they trapped it, it was, in the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And like had to. What else? Because it, right. I was gonna say, yeah, what else do you do with the yeah. minotaur? Like, right. they like, like, it's not like you know the centaur. You're like, well, there's a there's a person up there to talk yeah. to. Yeah. 
No. Minotaur, um, it's like the opposite. But the Minotaur, way. you're like opposite. Opposite. Oh, no. You got like oh, none down of there the good parts. <laughs> you got like the guy legs. He's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Leg like day. He just, looks like exactly. a pale man from the waist down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Minotaur. He's just. Just Ugh, opposite. No. Just worst of every gene pool. Y'all see that tweet floating around? It's talking about how uh, you know, in low. This girl has the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur and yeah. the baggy sweatpants. The whole club was looking at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In this essay, I will prove that she was a centaur. <laughs> I'll find oh it. I'll gosh. find it. Someone write that paper. So oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, a ton of like magic and um, mythology that has been combined into an awesome sort of hybrid in this mm-hmm. movie yeah and it, normally i'm like no you're mismatching shit no one ca- knows where that came from but because they're all like allusions to like shit that everybody knows it's much like i'm i'm like more okay with it yeah yeah it's like fine it, because i'm like oh everybody knows this story so yeah. it's fine to change it a little bit everybody knows that like del toro did his research you know like yeah <laughs> he didn't half-ass it and there's such a simple thing that happens in the very first few minutes of this movie that sets you up for oh okay which is that you are told immediately that you're watching <laughs> it starts yep. with once upon yes. a time like which means yep. you know i need to sit back chill out mm-hmm. and let let them tell me the rules yes they mm-hmm. will tell me how this world works and as long as it stays consistent as long as each rule holds true mm-hmm. right i'm here i'm fine so um they when you recognize convention which is all Mary Kay needs. <laughs> yes. I do. I just a little bit. Once upon a time, plenty. Okay, this is a fantasy. I'm going with it. Right. Yep. So then you have these like. So when you when you see these things introduced, you can appreciate that you recognize them. You can appreciate the shorthand that you have for them mm-hmm. without feeling like they're in, in conflict because you've just been told. Well, in this world, all of these things do happen here, including that flying insect that I don't. I don't want to be friends with it. No. I, I loved him. I also don't love it when it's a fairy. Right? Know. Like that metamorphosis? So, like, I did not like that. That was not I liked good. it. Oh, why am I always the odd man out? Because <laughs> it was creepy looking. I, oh, it was oh. creepy. But it was also kind of like... thought it was cute. Like, so when King Minos found this white uh, locust on his island, right? he was going to sacrifice it to the gods. But instead, his wife his fell in love with it. fucked it. it. <laughs> Right, like, and so it ended up being a half-human, half-cicada. Oh, just, God. And then they put it in the labyrinth. With, with the because, Wanda, again, what are you going to do with it other than lock it in a labyrinth? I'm just now realizing that with just a few tweaks, all of Greek mythology, like, if you just take out... Could be a pornography. Some yes. of the animal fucking and some of the incest, it would just be calypso music. Yes. What? <laughs> Like, I was sleeping with this woman, then I was sleeping with this other woman, and then they found out, oh no, they stabbed me. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we can just end this episode here because it's not going to get any better like, than that right there. Like, it's all downhill. Like we're we peaked. On a trajectory. We peaked. <laughs> Man, we, we're going to plateau from here. I have so it's much just... more Spanish to get through, guys. Let's, okay. <laughs> Let's, Let's keep it. going. Let's keep going. Uh, oh, actually, that's a that's a fun one. Um, well, let me see if there's a good spot for this. Actually, well, because we've been talking about the hero's journey. Nope. Um The word they use for um, they keep calling them tasks in English, mm-hmm. which yeah. sounds a lot more menial than the word in Spanish. Which prueba is the same word you use for like a test in school. Yeah, 
like it's an a, exam. It's something that's like challenging. Yeah, it's challenging. There's preparation. Like it, it, it's weightier. I felt. Yeah. Than task. A task is something that like it's your to do list. Buy okay, groceries. Yeah, it, it, you, yeah, Don't you, forget you toilet paper. Out. Yeah. It doesn't require any kind of special skill or 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 bravery or anything. What do we have about like a, a, a test? You could use that word. Oh yeah. You could use the word test in the English translation, and it it flies. You know, you have three trials. You have three tests. You have three. Right. I feel yeah. like the task maybe was like an allusion to like Hercules and like his twelve tasks mm-hmm. and like the different oh. things he had to go through. So like, but those maybe those are labors. Yeah, they were. But like, there's oh, that's the thing. That's just maybe saying. that the, little that, connection. The, the, that that like, heft of a word like yeah. labor, that like, heft of a word like trial. Yeah, um, like that we recognize as the vocabulary of this kind of story as well. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those moments for me that was like, why did you take it away? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously, is Pam the the root of panic? Yes, it is. Like that's amazing. So, like the story. No, I saw that, that and I squealed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like Pam, the god. Like, if you woke him up at around noon when he took a nap unexpectedly, he would just like let out this shout and like just cause <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. Pam. Right? Yeah. Same. Honestly, that's exactly like... <laughs> why Caitlin will take Mary Kay's ten thirty class. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, proceed. But... Like, Pan would let out this sudden shout, and then, like, would create this uh, terror, and everyone who heard it, who would start immediately running around everywhere, running into trees, running to fences, like, humans, animals alike are going into a panic. So, that's kind Mm -hmm. of, like, the history of the word, and, like, where they started to kind of come up with this idea. Because Pan was the one that caused it. That's cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. I didn't know that. I can't wait to sound bougie and pretentious and like drop that the next time I'm like somewhere. I'm definitely gonna be like shooting for that as like the kind of respect and prestige I want in my life. Mm-hmm. That if I am awoken from a nap, everyone <laughs> just run hurts themselves. Yep. You put everybody in a Marriott. <laughs> just fucking books it away from you. Like, nope. <laughs> Putting everyone in a Marriott sounds like I'm having a convention. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Good Lord. Good Lord. So I feel like part of the magic in this too, uh, with the labyrinth and with the fawn and with the fairies, is that Ophelia is the only one who sees any of it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if it's because she's a child or if it's because she really is that princess. And I think that that disparity between her seeing the magic and no one else seeing it um, although I feel like Mercedes could, she used to be able to, and then she like purposefully stopped believing in it. Um, mm-hmm. she's the one who says like, I used to believe in it, but I don't anymore because you know, real life. she doesn't want to like tell Ophelia not to believe in it because it's not real, which is what her mother does. But yeah. She's like, no, I used to, I used to. Um, but then like, you know, shit went down. Yeah. So I don't anymore. I'm not sold. Exactly. I wondered about that at the time. I don't think the magic is real. Oh, I do. I thought when she said the magic says she doesn't believe anymore. I think there's a difference between I don't believe and I don't participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think if she really didn't believe, I, I, I mean, her mother, if, she, if you love someone and you think they're doing something that can mess them up or hurt them, you say something. You know, like that's the reason her mother says it's not real. Yeah. Because she... Is trying to take care of her, mm-hmm. I think. Right. Mm-hmm. In part. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get to the whole like who's being selfish thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, but I wondered about that. That like 
we don't like that you cannot believe in Santa but mm-hmm. participate right in the magic yeah. for somebody else mm-hmm. you can not participate like you can go to church with your parents even if you don't believe anymore but you are right there's a different active yeah. in the ritual um and you can believe but not go to your parents church anymore and like really actively reject it and still have belief or faith of your mm-hmm. own yeah so at that intersection i wondered about that with mercedes because yeah yeah and i think that that comes to that really comes to like a head when the mother finds that or i guess the Cap- capitan finds the mandrake under the bed mm-hmm. when is like are you okay you're not moving anymore um and then the the mother is like you can't do this shit and throws it in the fire which okay so from my very little prior knowledge about mandrake roots I thought they were for children specifically. No. To, like, switch out health. No? No. Okay. That's, like, a, a YA book that I read in fifth grade. <laughs> That's, like, the only thing that I know about them. So, please tell me more. Okay. So, like, mandrake roots go, like, way back in history. Like, we got records of them in, like, every culture. Like, Arabic, mm-hmm. Baghdad, Greek, Roman, like, France, England, Germanic. Like, it's going to be somewhere in, like, these people's literature. And, like, mm-hmm. medically, hang on, I'm going to... What do you mean, these people? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I just couldn't stop myself. I thought it worked. I mean... Just Mary being yes, difficult. With an S. And yep, then she's Mary again. again. after the S. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, medically, they used it for, like, headaches, earaches, gout, like, insanity at one point, because everything cured insanity in these people's minds. Again, like, medieval people's minds. But, like, they also thought harvesting it... Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But... Just for you. Flip side, harvesting it the wrong way would cause insanity and, like, deafness and probably death at some point. But, like, also... So, high risk, high reward. Exactly. (laughs) Well, well, think about it. Well, think about even the way they're represented in Harry Potter, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is that they're they're incredibly valuable. Yep. But if you hear their scream... Exactly. That's exactly what they sound like. Oh, my God. You guys make fun of me for making weird sounds. (laughs) What? That's my mandrake root, damn it. It's it dead on. It's beautiful. I don't know where you guys got off how's mocking a my Danny. different from a banshee, Megan? Do the mandrake and then do the banshee. I cannot do that. No. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? I, I'm out. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? So what were you, what else, what else about the so mandrake? Like, okay, so like magically, they were used as, as like poppets for like sympathetic magic, which is like what popular culture would think is like voodoo like the voodoo dolls stick pins in it okay. like someone else have the pain so like they were used for that magically yeah but like that's what that's what my ya book told me in fifth yeah grade. so like your ya book yeah. was okay. right about that it's coming back to me yeah because they're shaped like people babies. yeah like, they're shaped like babies like really gnarled babies yeah like a ginger like, root almost i was gonna say no person. they look like ginger root they do they do yeah they're actually cousins i think of the ginger root oh okay that makes sense don't take my word for that though um i believe it blindly <laughs> okay <they're> okay <laughs> that is already seven times as much as i know about any plants ever so we're gonna have a street my mom is like look at that beautiful live oak and i'm like, like yeah sure <laughs> which one is that yep are you talking about a man or like what are you That's what I'm going to refer to men now. (laughs) Men are from henceforth to be referred to as live oaks. Mm -hmm. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. Proceed about mandrakes. Okay. 
It's like there were actually <laughs> there were like two genders of mandrakes as well, like a male and female gender. Yeah. So like there was that as well. How you told the difference between the two, I'm not quite sure, but you know. Well, it's embarrassing, but you do have to look between. Yeah, the, you, the, you had to go dig in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. But you know they're a plant. They don't. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. They have no concept of privacy. Yeah, exactly. But there was like a very specific way you had to harvest a mandrake, which is first you had to stuff your ears with earth so you cannot hear anything. Well, yeah, because they shriek like I just did. Yep, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, and then when you did it, we all died. Yes. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Coming to you live from the afterlife. Everything trying we to kill you. We went mad. <laughs> Put you in a Meganic. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> The cry of the Megan Drake. Drake? What? Where? Stop. Mary Kay, calm down. Don't fuck with me. Girl, you know I don't like him. I would never. That was also my favorite quote from the Capitan when the doctor's like, how do you know it's going to be a boy? And he goes, don't fuck with me. That's my favorite. He's like, I just know. Yes, tell But yes, Drake. ears full of earth. Okay, and then you have to dig it up or like start to unearth it with an ivory stake. That's very specific, an ivory steak. <laughs> Nothing else, just an ivory steak. Nothing else shall yep, do. Exactly. What happens if you don't use an ivory steak? Do you know? All your phallic things must be ivory. If your phallic things are colors other than ivory. Fuck you. Yes. Die. Got it. Only white penises. When you get enough of the plant on earth, you tie a dog to the plant, and then, oh yep, it gets worse. You blow a horn to startle the dog and <laughs> cause it to run. Which pulls the mandrake out of the ground, okay. and then the dirt in your ears protect you from the screech, which protects you from insanity and, like, yes, that screech, from insanity and death and everything. But not the dog. No, the dog isn't so lucky. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Medieval people were brutal. What a pile of horseshit. Yep. That's why the phrase, going medieval, is a thing. Yes. Brutality. That's why what? Why what is the thing? The phrase, going medieval. Oh. That's why it's a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Well, then. Oh. I learned so much just now. <laughs> this is, um, this has been everything trying to kill you. Everyone go hug your dogs. No way, dude. We're, like, halfway <laughs> into this. We're in too deep. They don't. Yeah, also, like, I, it cracks me up every time someone meets my dog, and they're like, oh, she, and I'm like, oh, uh, this is Buster Keaton. They're like, oh, my goodness, a boy. I'm so like, sorry. It's and a I'm dog. Like, he does not. He could not care less about anything. Yeah. Scratch his ass, and he doesn't right? know what like, you call him. You were paying attention to him, and then you looked at me to apologize mm-hmm. to me, and he and now he is devastated. Offended. Like, look back at him and keep petting him. He's fine. Like, really <laughs> you say that, though, but I work in a vet clinic, and people lose their minds if you call their dog the wrong pronoun. <laughs> and it is one of the most hysterical <laughs> things <laughs> ever. Very space like, right now. <laughs> Mary is going to break this window <laughs> and reach through it and punch somebody. Yep. Not any of you. I don't, if you guys don't give a shit. I, I have a male cat named Suzanne. Like, I don't. Do you really? That's incredible. Yeah, I, I love that, by the way. I didn't know he was male. We thought it was someone else's cat and he just wandered into our house. <laughs> and we were it trying not cat. to like, we were trying not to get attached to somebody else's cat. But also, we needed somebody to reference it. And we started calling it Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren. Oh my god, I love it. Because, you know, oh, Orange is the New Black. That's, that's how the cat behaved. And then one night, I'm laying in bed and uh, walked across my face and just straight teabagged me. <laughs> and it has long fur. So that was fun. Like and it. Um, 
and jumped up out of my bed and I to my ex and I was like, it's a boy. And he was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, that would have been such helpful information. Just even 10 minutes ago. You oh knew? <laughs> Look, somebody else's dog's yep. mad now. That was not mine. <laughs> that one's mine. Oh, Buster. Um, Probably the neighbor is nearby and he hates the neighbor because I hate the neighbor. What a good boy. So do y'all want to talk about fairy tales? Yep. Oh my God, yes. So quest is what I thought we were talking about. That's the term I thought of when we were saying tap. Yeah. yeah. I thought that's how they, you would rephrase it. But, uh, so like, fairy tales, you always have three. Yes. Like, that's like a big thing in fairy tales. Three. Like, Tamlin, there was three forms he changed into. There's always, like, three nights you have to finish this task. Or, like, three is just a big yeah. thing in all fairy tales. Three daughters, three sons, etc., etc. So... Like, the fact that there's three tasks for the quest, that's, like, very Not telling. surprising. Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> fairy telling about the fact that this is indeed a fairy tale. Did you say it was fairy tailing, like it was fairy telling? Yes. Because I really yes, swear you that did. you just made a great yes, pun. And I, I did. did. I wanted to make sure everybody heard. <laughs> I did. Uh-huh. I'm very I proud of I appreciated the fuck out of that. <laughs> thank you. I, uh... Well, it makes sense as a storytelling device, right? It's like yeah. all those intuitive things that now we, like, can break down and be like, oh, yeah, the rule of three. But it makes sense. Because the first... Like, sets a stage. The second establishes the pattern. The third can now conclude a cycle. Exactly. And, like, Like, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, when you're writing as well, like, you only do three of so many things because otherwise it's just too much. And then two is too less Mm -hmm. and just makes people feel uncomfortable. Exactly. It's like with tacos. One taco is not enough. Two, eh, three, just right. Four, too many. Okay, Megan. It's a lie. It's just an exaggeration. I I will eat 12 tacos. Yes. Two. Which is an increment of three. There you we, go. Yep. That's another big the thing. The rule of things that are divisible by three. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know it's wrong. I eat two tacos, but then I also eat queso. Oh, there you go. Yep. Well, my 12 tacos, I call my 12 labors because <laughs> it is a Herculean food. And it is a labor <laughs> of love. As in like a labor of love, like you have to do these labors because you murdered your whole family. Maybe. Are you no. going to judge me? Sort of like that, but not that actually. Yeah, it's not quite like, like that, but it's pretty close. Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. <laughs> Bingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New name of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Stop asking stupid questions, you trick-ass bitch. Well, there's the title. Wait, so... Is the plot of a fairy tale that much different from that of, like, the hero or heroine's journey? Not Not entirely. Yeah, like, they're pretty similar. Like, depending on, like, the type of fairy tale it is and, like, what the fairy tale is meant to do. So, like... Usually they're boogeyman stories, right? Some of them, yeah. Some of them are, like, to teach manners. Like, be polite to your elders. Be nice to animals. Like, don't be a shit. Don't be a little shit. (gasps) Yeah. Yes! Don't be a shit. (laughs) The synchronicity is... Amazing. Everything trying to kill you where you meet your new best friend. (laughs) I mean, that's what happened for me. (laughs) She stares creepily into the camera. Well, I already knew Mary Kay, so I could only really... I just met you today. You're very cool. Thank you. I tried. You're really cool, but we can't be friends. (laughs) Clearly talking about becoming friends with Megan, and she's just, like, blowing it off completely. I didn't. I smiled and did this. Normally, I... Here, I'll even Oh, don't do that. Don't hurt yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I wondered about, I, I had that thought too, that I was thinking about fairy tales, and I was like, man, some of them just nope. don't fit any kind of recognizable, like, like narrative. Like the butcher mm-hmm. stories, like, I don't even know what was going on. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and then they were all rats, and then everyone died, but yep. then, like, one person lived, but, like, they didn't do anything to deserve it, they just, we needed a witness, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And that evolved into the final girl trope. Yep. There's no reason why she should live. No reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I have a question for you, Caitlin. Oh, boy. Go for it. Because I feel like I'm curious as to what your answer would be. Since we were kind of talking about, like, similarities between fairy tales and their rules. What fairy tale, like, traditional fairy mm-hmm. tale, like, not mythology fairy yeah. tale, would you say close, closely lines up to this film? Is there one that stands out more than the others? Since you're a resident. You're a resident fairy tale expert. Hmm. I mean, you cannot have an answer yeah. if you don't have one. I mean, I feel. Or is it just a mismatch? Kind of a mismatch. Like he has the tropes yeah. in it. It's kind of like he created his own fairy tale based on like old fairy tales that we have. Yeah, I can't really think of any fairy tale off the top of my head where like she's the princess yeah. of the underworld and like has yeah. to go through these three tasks. I mean, Tamlin is pretty similar to it, because she has to, like, go back, like, Janet, the heroine, has to go back and reclaim her ca- her castle from the Fae, who had taken over, and, like, she has to go through these tests and, like, hold on to Tamlin as she changes into, like, a lion, a snake, and a burning brand, and, like, not let go of him. Yeah. So then, like... I ask because you have an Alice poster behind I you. I do. And <laughs> and I get super big Alice vibes from yeah. yeah. Does that qualify as a fairy tale? In this yeah, yes, it does. it does. It does. It's definitely like a coming of age kind of fairy tale story, and like he very heavily alludes to it as well with like the costuming of Ophelia, with like the green dress mm-hmm. and the apron and everything, and like. Well, I saw. I more so mean as as in it's a it's relatively contemporary. Yes compared to a lot of the other yeah well, yeah so i was wondering if we qualify it as a, as a fairy tale or more so as a contemporary interpretation of the same mythology the same Mary trope, yeah. the same up. structure oh yeah. Mary Kay, go. Um, yep. yeah, someone, someone said earlier i can't remember which one of you it was but it's very little mermaidy to me yes because she doesn't make it out in the original um, and she doesn't make it out in this one but she does everything yeah. pretty much right like she doesn't do the last thing that she needs to do but with a good reason. And then she gets, like, a consolation prize. So, when I said she, yeah, I meant both girls. It's the same way, yeah. Yes. You're like, by not killing the prince, you get a soul. By not killing the baby, you get to be princess. Like, it's kind of similar. That's the closest one, like, plot-wise I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did also get Hansel and gretel vibes, too. Mm-hmm. Good one. Very good one. Got some of those, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. There's also, um, my... Chinese name is based on a character that my teacher at the time was trying to she mm-hmm. she was saying like it's a very famous she was trying to say it's like a very famous fairy tale character for them and I was like okay um but like what is the story and she she spoke excellent English but she was mm-hmm. she was feeling self-conscious about this because it's a very you know when something is so familiar like it, it would be like, like <laughs> trying to explain if you meet someone who doesn't recognize the Jaws music, you're like, I don't know where to start on this one. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's some of the most recognizable music in the entire world across a lot of cultures at this point because it's mm-hmm. it's, it's just beautifully done. It's just iconic. Exactly. Um, so she's having some trouble with it. And she's, she's like on her pocket translator and like thinking stuff up. At the time, we didn't all have smartphones, you know, so she's like trying to think. Finally, she was like, oh, oh. And she looks <laughs> it up and she's like, mm, Snow White. And I was like, I'm, you want to name me after uh, the warrior princess Snow White? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And it took me a minute to realize what she just meant was, like, that famous. But, like, everyone in China would recognize this name the same way that if you said yeah. Snow White in, in the States, like, everyone knows what you're talking about. Um, but it's a similar kind of story in that she um, she sacrifices herself. She, she 
sacrifices herself to become a snake spirit for hundreds of thousands of years. Like living in a lake. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, for the, for the sake of, of falling in love with, with a human person. Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. But a similar kind of thing. Yeah. That, like, having, having great power, the potential for more. Look, in comparison, I have not made that bad of decisions with men. <laughs> it's not that serious. I'm not going to be a snake spirit, okay? Did I waste a little no, time? No. Sure. I'm not going to be a snake spirit, though. I'm not going to turn into sea foam. <laughs> Sounding a little defensive over there. Me? Always. I mean, it's Mary Kay. I guess. The only kind of, the only kind of witness I like to be is a hostile one. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah. Okay, so, but while we're talking about similarities between, like, this movie and other fairy tales, um, the no eating when you're in the fairy world. It's a big thing. Like, Persephone, like, anytime you're in the Underhill, which is, like, the fey realm for, like, Celtic stories, you don't touch their food. Right. Otherwise, like, everything else will taste like ash, and, like, it won't be filling or anything. You won't get any nutrition. Yeah. Like, it's... You'll be hungry and pine away like in the goblin market. Do you guys remember that poem? Exactly. Exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's just a huge thing across, like, every story. Like, you don't eat the food in the mythical realms. Are you an idiot? Yeah, Alice. Don't eat the cookies. Yeah. Because it's so good, and then the fairies Exactly. Got you. Yeah. Then you become their slave, and then it just goes downhill from there. It's, it's not fun. Also, like, you have on here the dead parent thing. Like, basically every Disney heroine... Has no mother. Like, no mother or no father or, like, something going on. Right. Like, one of their parents die. An evil mm-hmm. step-parent. Yep. Which yeah. is, like, something that Ophelia has as well. Like, her mom dies. She's left with the mm-hmm. captain, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Captain. But, like, in a lot of other stories, that's just, that's a really common trope in fairy tales as well. Like, there's at least one dead parent in mm-hmm. any story, no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta account for why everyone's doing all this dumb shit, you know? Yeah, like, oh, I didn't have that influence in my <laughs> right. life. Like, okay, I sure. Good excuse, I guess. Whatever, fine. Um, have you have y'all seen those like Disney fairy tales rewritten with moms talking yep. to the <laughs> Yeah. Where's like Pocahontas' mom is doing her hair? He's like, he did call me a savage and she's like, yep. dump his ass. Like it's just like that easy. Yeah. Like just if a mom would be like Beauty and the Beast's like, I'm sorry, you're letting her do what? <laughs> Have you heard of Stockholm <laughs> right. Syndrome? Right. <laughs> there's that moment. There's that moment when you go to rewatch a Disney fave from your childhood, yep. and you realize that you got an old as fuck. Mm-hmm. When she's like, "I'm not a child anymore," and you're like, "Bitch, you is." But like, you're yes, like you sixteen. Are. Sit down. Like, yeah. Go to what your is room. Wrong with you. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I watch The Little Mermaid. She's just like, "Daddy, I love him." I'm like, "You're twelve. Take a nap. You like Lisa Frank <laughs> and pizza rolls." You need to go take a nap. You're kind of fussy. Go take a nap. You don't love him. Your blood sugar's low. Go eat a PB&J and try again later. <laughs> Flinging yourself on a damn bitch all dramatic life. I mean, yeah. yeah. Speaking of 12-year-olds, Snow White was actually 12. <laughs> and the prince didn't wake her up right away. He just dragged her around in the glass coffin for a while. Until she got jostled and the apple bit came out of her throat. I forgot about but, that. Yeah, there... Fairy tales are not as great as you think they are. That's not what you would do with 12-year-old girls? You don't just drag them around unconscious for a little bit? 
That's not the common thing to do. <laughs> my bad, y'all. Where are my manners? I mean, Mary's just speechless. Um, I want to talk about the pale man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, he has that feast and that pile of children's shoes. That was real symbolic. It was. So here's my question: Are the shoes and the, the images right? Are those all just like children because that's what he eats, or are those all the other attempted princesses? Um. Ooh. I don't know. I didn't think about that. It's devastating. That's what I assumed it was. People that didn't pass the test, people that that failed that test specifically, or that task, that trial, is that they ate the damn food like yep. she did. She just got super lucky that she thought on yep. her feet real damn quick and found another way out. Or that means that she is the princess, right? But like mm-hmm. that because she was able to do that. Because part of being the princess is being clever, yes. right? Yeah. Well, and also, that's a yeah. fun thing. So I don't know if you guys have heard this theory about the, the, the Jim Henson labyrinth. Oh, boy. That, uh, that, uh, yeah. I'm so excited, though. Well, he keeps saying that he's going to turn um, the baby to a goblin, right? Mm-hmm. Come like his successor. If you don't get to the baby in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about how many goblins that motherfucker has hanging around. Oh, God. So Does he true. just keep doing this, trying to find, trying to find the, the right yeah. Sarah, basically? The, yeah. His rightful heir. And is he looking for, is he looking for the right Sarah, basically? Yeah. Um, and uh, this kind of reminds me of that, where I was like, oh, when I saw all the shoes and everything, I was like, oh, okay. This poor Fawn just keeps trying yep. and trying. The poor trying. guy, he's so tired. <laughs> he's so old by now. Getting shot down. Motherfucker's still using vosotros, like he's... Oh, God, yeah. Pale Man was definitely the creepiest part of the movie, though. And I wish he were around for a longer portion of the movie. Also, real talk. Is the pale man's chamber not just the inside of a nice, bloody, thickened uterus? Well, now that you mention it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the shape the shape is correct. And it's, it looks like, as soon as she walked in this time, I was like, oh, girl. Ugh. Yep. What a uterine lining you're, on this one. You're in a vagina. This is unpleasant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've never been up in there, but like, yeah, I imagine. It's yeah. Like... I thought it was way grosser when she made that frog oh, turn yeah. itself inside out or whatever. I was like, this is all of the worst <laughs> things. It's like snot yep. and bugs and this weird Like, you gotta go digging through. That's like, so this Saturday when I had so much post-nasal drip that I was nauseous and throwing up, that's exactly what I felt like. That's you all I could think about. Like, I was just this horrifying fog throwing up my own snot. But did you have a key to a no, magical... which just made the whole thing worse. How disappointing. <laughs> this is all pointless. I'm just throwing up my own snot for no reason. And that's oh, going to be our title, you guys. What a waste of time. But did you have a key to a magical uterus? I mean, yeah, I, I do, just I wasn't throwing it up. God. Did you throw up well, a key to a magical uterus? That's what I'm calling my vagina from now on. The key to a yeah, magical it uterus. It works. It works. <laughs> yes. Well, I know what I'm doing. I have it all figured oh out. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't have a name for mine. I don't either. I, I do have names for my boobs. What's the name of the whirlpool? Jarbitus? In the Odyssey. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what mine Good is. God. I love it. Starting there. My name I love it's it. It's also gonna be like my my pro wrestler name. Do it. <laughs> but 
You have a pro wrestler name. I know, but this one's better. I don't disagree. No, disagree. it's not. I just absolutely disagree. I love okay. it for your vagina. I hate it for yes. your pro wrestler. Exactly. Okay. Well, I hate, but like, you know, I just think that what you have is excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Nope. I hate it. I'm going there. Oh, God. Okay. Well, yeah. I was going to say that I felt like um, I, have, I have names for my boobs, but not my vagina. My boobs are Fred and George. I like that. I like that. The tricky twins. I like a ginger. What can I say? That's fair. Fair. It was a big weekend for me. A mixed girl married a ginger prince. I'm, You're living yeah, like, life right now. I mean, I'm not. She's living my life, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Steal the crown. Go undercover. Uh, I won't do that. We're just kidding. Nobody take us down. I can't do that to her lovely mother. No. No, no matter how bad I am. Her mom looks so yeah. happy in those pictures. Mm-hmm. Small tangent. Back on track. Um, <laughs> back on back track. Back on track to gross things. Back on track. Um, back to amputation. Back to life. Was cringy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched. It, I was like, "Are they really? Are they going to show it? Is it like, going to go off screen? Is it going to fade to off screen as soon as he?" But like, nope, nope, nope. You see it. Yep, you get one real good squish. That's all I and needed. Just. <clears throat> Just enough. Yeah. And I made some really weird noise. And Andrew goes, why didn't I just get an axe? And just like, whack in one shop. And I was like. Because he's a doctor. would make for good movie, right. Andrew. Yeah. God. And that's really how they used to do it with a yeah. hands yep. like oh, Yeah. Like they would like saw it carefully. He's a doctor, not a lumberjack, you barbarian. Right. Yeah. I've actually heard they would take like a scythe and do uh, the, the muscle. Mm-hmm. Muscle and then handsaw real quick. Yeah. Like four big motions. It's just like. Yeah. Like to prevent gangrene because they didn't have germ yeah. there yet. No, thank you. And then, like, you pull the yeah. arteries out and tie those off so they don't bleed out. Mm-mm. Hopefully, it's no, just, you don't I didn't know that. Yep, just let me die. Yep. I don't know. It, it was just a thing. Thank God for modern yeah. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Let's tell you to say rosé. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. That's true. Um, I do not understand how these how these practical effects worked. But they're so good. They're so good. Especially for being, like, over 10 years ago, yeah. right, when this came out? It is. I remember when it came out, looking at, oh, I can't remember the rebel's name who had the speech impediment, but when it went with that? his hand. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this is over, definitely over 10 years ago. Yeah, it came out in 2006. I was actually pregnant when I saw this. And that's unfortunate. Oh yeah. In fact, yep. if you had asked me before I rewatched it, like what was the most important part of this movie, I would have said very different things because what was like <laughs> hit me at the time is very different. So I um had I chosen to carry the pregnancy to term, my child now would be older than Ophelia is in the movie. That's how long it's been. Also, I should not have a child that old. That is oh. not a healthy choice for anybody involved. <laughs> that would have been very, very bad. But yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a maybe difficult thing. It was a very difficult thing. I think I'm pretty sure I just like sobbed on the the train ride home the entire time. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. Oh. Um, no, it's, I mean, yes, like <laughs> I was upset at the time because it was a, like the, the, the mother-daughter relationship there and like the, the, mm-hmm. the challenges of the pregnancy and, uh, and like sacrificing for a child, all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is all very heavy. But also, I cried the next day because a pair of gloves that I found for free on the subway, I dropped one on the subway. Yeah. So, I don't have a lot of faith in any of my interpretations of my very first viewing of the movie. So, 
there's that. It's kind of crazy too. Like what stands out to you when you watch something or read mm-hmm. something is what's going on with mm-hmm. you then. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying about like when the handoff happens, like to like watching now at 31, I remember being aware of that at the, at the time, right? The, the kind at some point the story seemed to shift to Mercedes. But for me, as soon as she showed up, I was like, Oh, Oh, this cute child was like, this is the white rabbit we followed to Mercedes immediately. And I didn't have that same kind of thinking until way, way late in the story the first time I saw it. But now I'm, mm-hmm. now I am older and I don't have children and I am around other people's children all the time and have that much more of that kind of relationship to children. So I had a similar, not really similar experience, but similar like visceral reaction watching it this time because what I remember best from watching this movie the last time I watched it which was maybe like three years ago is um the combo effects of when the uh Capitan's oh, cheek yep. gets slashed open mm-hmm. and he he disinfects it and then he sews it back together and I remember being like that's so fucking yep. cool like when I watched it a few years ago and then he bandages it and then he takes a shot of whiskey and he's like Ah, yeah, and then you, you see it bleed him. through the bandage. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking that I was like, "This guy's so fucking badass." And then I watched <laughs> it this time, and what stood out to me was that he just tortured a man to his to like, like not com- the guy's not coming back from it anymore. He tortured no. him both mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. physically. Um, and I was like, "You can't ignore this about your." Nope. Attract- attraction to men anymore. <laughs> it's like, nope. No. Like, that's, you just dated someone who did that for a living for several years. <laughs> gotta, so. gotta live with that. I, I definitely, yeah. I made that note. You can't ignore this I made anymore. that note. I think it's in the, in the outline to something to the effect of like, we can, we can call it a fetish. Yep. No, that this, this man has, yeah. like, the, the, the Capitan has, like, clearly, yeah, a like, real messed up relationship to pain in that, in, not so much in that, like, like giving or getting pain mm-hmm. as a satisfaction, especially mm-hmm. sexual sexual satisfaction, like like do you boo boo? Do you in a in like in a meaningful and consensual way? And if sure. you can't if you can't yeah. acknowledge to yourself what it's giving or getting from you, then you're gonna do what he's doing. It's just And if you don't want it and you have been forced to do it, you're not going to do what he's doing specifically. Yeah. Like, there are other there are other <laughs> offshoots of this. What he's doing, like, the part where you stitch up your own face and then do it a worse. thing you know will make it worse. Just that's, funny. No, you, it's like you want, it's like you want pain, but you also want, like, the public perception of power enough that you won't, that you won't submit to anyone mm-hmm. enough to get it. And you have to do it to yourself. Because remember, he holds the knife up to his own throat earlier. Like, you can see how much he... Like in the mirror. Yes. Like, he has this fascination with his own suffering, his own mortality. Ugh. Yeah. So, it is a it is a cruel and bizarre thing to ask any human being to demand or order any human being to yeah. hurt another. It is a, a cruel and sad thing for someone to want to experience pain in a deliberate and controlled way. And feel so, well, yeah, fuck the patriarchy. Anyway. <laughs> just Yeah, right? Like, like feel like they, they would lose everything that ma- else that matters about themselves if they could indulge this thing 
in a safe and reasonable way. Yeah, I, I have, I've never, as you guys know, I'm not a big gore person. I did watch, I didn't watch that scene as intently the first time because I was (laughs) nauseous. (laughs) Um, But uh, this time I watched it more and was just like, no, you like it, buddy. So um, I think it's Caitlin's notes say that the movie is released in 2006 and like me and Mary both found different things to be horrified by (laughs) in this movie. But um, it worked with the culture when it came out because I remember it being super popular. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so like a big thing with horror movies is that like they always kind of mirror the anxieties of the society at the time. So like, you know, in 2006, like it was... Yeah. pretty like unsteady politically there was like a lot of civil unrest mm-hmm. going on with george w bush and like us entering a war we weren't necessarily comfortable with but mm-hmm. also very comfortable with so, like this kind of depending <laughs> on who you asked no, no i no i feel like that's a that's a that's a solid that's yeah. a really good way to describe it reaction i don't know how old you, you you're, you've been married case student i don't know how I old am you 22 were, that's Jesus God. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that is kind of, that is yeah. pretty much what it felt like. Wouldn't you guys say? Like, that, 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 yeah. that as oh, much what? as it was like, yes, yeah. and terrorism Wait, was also like, yeah. why there? Like, this why has nothing to do with this? it, but okay. Yeah. So, like, this kind of mirrors that a little bit, because, you know, like, in the movie at the time, like, it, it's the Spain's Civil War, like, they're fighting against fascism, and, like, that's part of the reason why they didn't take part in World War II, because they were dealing with their own issues in fascism. So, like, it kind of, right? Yeah. So, like, it was kind of like that parallel, that kind of like, oh, wait, this is what we're going through now. This mimics our anxieties kind of thing. So that kind of helps make it that much more real and that much more terrifying for people watching it. And, like, I remember, like, Del Toro posting on Twitter, I don't know how long ago it was, but, like, he called the pale man the pale man for a reason because he's meant to represent institutionalized evil, like the institutionalized racism that we have, like the sexism, like all the programs that we have that are built against people that aren't a pale man, which is why he's called a pale man. You know, like he has, yeah, right? Like I just fell in love with Del Toro even more when I read that. (laughs) But like, that's part of the reason why he has the eyes in his hands. It's like, he doesn't really care about something until he's reaching for it. And then as soon as it's out of his line of sight, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, moving on. So, like... Oh my God, that's incredible. Well, that's, not a complac- that's a complacency you can only have if you expect things to come to you anyway. If you can sit yeah. in a bloody uterus and have children fed to you. Right? Like, you have an entire table of food in front of you, Damn. but you're only going to eat the kids that touched your food. Because, God forbid, you have one less of what you had before. Fuck. Which ties into a lot of, like, the psychology of power and, like, majority cultures and, like... Yeah, it does. Which, like, I could talk about forever. Oh, my lord. If my... <laughs> well, he you. also got... And, and so, bearing in mind that, like, the relationship to race and ethnicity in Spain is... is it's, a, it's a pretty complex one. Um, in that having been Moorish culture for so long as, as like, a, like a dominating influence, and yet, um, by and large, most Spaniards consider themselves white, almost blanket, um, to the point that, like, when I did live there, being the lightest black person in the entire world, it was commonly assumed that I was, like, people just spoke to me in Spanish as if 
Like that, that was the assumption yeah. that I was. In fact, the darker I got, the less likely someone was to speak to me in Spanish because at a certain point I kind of crossed the threshold and it was like, well, either she's a like a Latina tourist from South America or we, we've just got the whole wrong read here. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, Del Toro got, not, not, I don't know about pushback, but got some, some kind of stern boundaries on this from a lot of Spanish filmmakers in terms of like, you are getting into a, a period of our history that is... Yep recent that is intense and meaningful mm-hmm. like tread lightly. watch yourself yeah tread lightly um be mindful that your perspective on the events of the time has the uh, possibility to misrepresent our culture since you are not of our culture and he was like um nope it has to be there it has to be then i'm gonna use all spanish people don't worry guys well almost all spanish people. and um and also as, as we see now the the, the the war as backdrop as primary story not so much about his perspective on the war as it is about it's 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 kind of a storytelling device like i said we're talking about what is is coming of age inherently anti-establishment as opposed to like was franklin bad that's another like really big thing with fairy tales too like a lot of them is kind of like push back against like the norm like be clever be smart and like think for yourself instead of like do what people tell you to do you know so like he kind of ties that in as well. Like, again, like, he's using less the culture from what I understood and, like, more, like, the society at the time, almost. Because, I mean, like, fascism. Like, you can't not be angry against fascism, you know? Unless, well, not going to go there, but... You're a fascist? Right? Hi, happy 2018, everybody. Not going there, but... <laughs> like, you know, like, fascism is a very good enemy to have without, like, saying... Spanish culture is bad, right. you know? So that's why, that's why Indiana Jones keeps fighting Nazis all the time. Exactly. Who could hate a Nazi? Or who couldn't hate a Nazi? Hmm. That was a really great... I was yep, going good to Freudian slip. Say, please correct that. that. A delightfully Freudian reflection... Meditation on the times. <laughs> Eat your chocolate quietly. <laughs> a friendly reminder to punch your local Nazi. <laughs> uh, speaking of decision-making, Megan... Yes, girl. What you got over here about this concept of choice? Your segues are on fire today. Your segues are always on fire. Mary Kay is our resident segwayist. I am a segwayist. That's my new title. It is. Starting right now. Put it on your resume, please. (laughs) Also, I feel like they're always on fire in that if you know we need to move on to the next thing, you will literally set fire to whatever we were talking about before and just be like, next fucking move on that's not what i meant i thought it was like a good like no it's always good easy move it is it is it's just that that. she meant it we're done with this new thing that's not what i meant no no she meant it in the most complimenty way ever i meant that usually you are like funny and then occasionally you're like mary shut up (laughs) next topic because someone needed to say it (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i mean ever get you a girl that can do both but yeah, so about about that choice to go on that tangent just then. <laughs> the whole movie is literally about I mean about choices. She's presented each each task is a choice and every action ever is always preceded by a choice. And so Pan's Labyrinth in itself is a morally black and white film. It's you have the choice to do this or you're told to do this. What's your choice? You know, it's very what's right, 
for what's wrong. So it's interesting to watch it and know that like, she's told like, do not eat the food. If you eat the food, you will die. And she's like, well, I'm going to eat the food. Fuck you. I do what I want, but, just too but I'm not going to yeah. die. And then the fairies are like, put it in this, you know, key mm-hmm. slot right here. And she's like, Mm-mm, it's yep. this one. And so it's just kind of the choice or the thought that every action has a consequence. You know, every choice has a consequence. And I don't know if she just thought hers out super well or if she was just flying blindly by the seat of her pants. But homegirl made some good (sighs) choices, but they all definitely had consequences. And how would the movie turn out if she followed the rules to a T? Well, it seems like the the tasks were to test her character, not her like decision making well, skills. Yeah, yeah. But right? I mean, but still, but I mean, it still is decision making mm-hmm. though. In order to make a character choice, you have to make a decision mm-hmm. to do that necessarily. And while they didn't necessarily want her to do exactly what the task was, she chose to go against it. Somebody else might have just chosen to blindly follow the task and been like, "Look at me! Look what I did! Are you proud?" And it's not what yeah. they wanted. So she made a decision to break the rules and ended mm-hmm. up being at least, you know, semi-successful in her consequences and her outcome. But if she were to finally follow the task, what would her outcome have been? Like, obviously, she probably would not have been welcomed into the underworld to sit on the throne next to her parents. But that's a story yeah. for another day, because I don't believe the magic in this movie was a real thing, but a coping mechanism, which I will discuss later down here (laughs) but I jotted down my notes are over here because I got since we talked about Freud earlier I have my notes my Freudian notes talking about like the id the super ego and the ego Mm -hmm. so I appreciate that by the way that's nice gotcha girl um so the it's ego and the super ego which are always a tongue twister your id is the part of your mind that is pleasing itself through instant gratification And your ego is basically what subdues it. So your id is basically like your animal instinct, your first gut reaction. And then your ego is your reaction to societal restraints. And so your ego is yourself. Your super ego is like your law kind of thing. So it's trying to like balance those two, however much truth there is behind Freudian theory. Not a lot. Or not. But (laughs) there is... Some intelligent thinking behind it, although most of it's just been thrown out the window and expanded upon. But you really see it in the scene where she is supposed to get the dagger. You know, she gets the dagger without Mm -hmm. thinking about the food one time. And then she gets it and she just stops and she's thinking about it. And then she gets it. And ultimately, like, that's almost her demise then because you have the very gluttonous pale man that comes out to get her. But yeah, the pale man is like Ophelia's like id awakening her it's her need for self gratification. Basically. The pale man is Doug motherfucking yes. who is incredible. Amazing. He's the fawn too. Yep. Yeah, he is. And he, he was uh, the merman mm-hmm. man in a shape of water. Yep. And about eight billion other things. Tremendous, tremendous performer. Also, Doug Jones does not speak Spanish at all. He was the only person on the set of this movie who did not. So the thing is, that means that in any scene where the fawn is interacting with Ophelia, he oh, had to, he, yeah, he just kind of had to phonetically memorize the end of her line so that he knew when it was time for him to respond. Probably had no idea what was going on. And he tried. He he tried. I, I think that the original plan, I believe, um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, it was that he was supposed to speak in Spanish, that he, that he had learned, but um, ultimately it made more sense to have somebody else do it because, you know, he was in a giant fawn suit, so it wasn't terribly, like, he did well enough, he did oh, so beautifully sure. in a fawn suit that it was easy for somebody to match, to match him vocally. But, um, but yeah, he didn't speak Spanish at all. He was reacting to what he knew the line meant and mm-hmm. just, like, waiting for the last couple sounds to know that it was his turn to talk. Which just proves how amazing he is. Fantastic yeah. character actor. I have a thing about characterization in this movie that I really like, which is that characters don't change. They're all pretty static oh, characters, yeah. and it's them interacting with each other that makes the plot happen, which is interesting for a hero's journey story, because normally they come back a totally changed person, especially if it's a man. If it's a woman, it's like she changes the world instead. Yep. For heroine's journey, I mean. Um, but I... There's this line from Jackie Brown that I, mean, yes. I, they, I don't know what the line is. Uh, I just love the film. <laughs> where Samuel L. Jackson says, I can't really trust Melanie, but I can trust Melanie to be Melanie. So I know that she's going to take the money to the car, but she's going to try to steal it from me. We'll kill her and get in the car. you know, Or whatever. I can't remember yeah. how exactly it went down. But I feel like that's what the tasks do to see if Ophelia is Ophelia. Like, mm-hmm. we need the blood of an innocent. They don't tell her which one. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then that's also how the warrior mentality, like, even in, like, the epics, like, in Beowulf and stuff, like, once he's not a warrior anymore, he doesn't fit into that society because that person doesn't change. Like, you've built that person to do that yep, one thing. you are who they you are. They don't change because you've broken down their original personality to create that in them. Yeah, that's why Frodo has to go to the Grey Havens. Well, according to, like, the myths, not in real life, of course, people can change, um... But in this Speak movie, for yourself. The, ca- the Capitan doesn't change either. No, um, no. At Once the end, douche, he's like, this is about to be my heroic death. I'm about to die in battle. Yeah. Make sure you tell my yep. son. And then That's Mercedes is like, yeah, you'll never know you existed. Yeah. Which destroys everything for him. I forgot what a beautiful reveal that is. Right. That you don't know what he's seeing at first until you see the rebels. And then when he hands over his son, you don't realize at first why he's doing that he might be yeah. saying, like, take the boy and let me go. No, he, might he needs be saying, to do his dramatic yeah, monologue. Like, he's got to be extra. Well, that's the thing. The monologue could be a lot of things. It it's about him still. It could be, like, take him. The boy is nothing. I can make another. It might be, take him. Raise him. It won't matter. I know where he is. I'll find him. I'll bring him back. He'll be mine anyway. It might be, take him. Let me go. What is my What does my blood matter when I'm still here? There could be a number of ways this guy could go with it. And I had this moment where I actually couldn't remember why he handed the baby over. But when I realized, oh, he actually gave it up. He knew he was going to die. And he didn't want the baby to die with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And it kind of calls up this, this theme of sacrifice keeps happening. And the big question of sacrifice, mm-hmm. like we see, like obviously the one we, that resonates so much is, is Ophelia's sacrifice for her brother. But he sacrifices for his son. It's argu- it, it could arguably he sacrifices for his cause. Barely. Yeah. The dude got slashed like the Joker, sewed his face back up, and went back to work. Yeah. The rebels sacrifice for their cause. The sacrifice that I keep circling back to and struggling with as to web- what kind of sacrifice it is and what the motivation is was her mother's in this marriage to begin with. Is this mm-hmm. her mother says like we need protection? Yeah. Really? Because your life seems much more dangerous right now. Your life seems terrifying mm-hmm. with this guy. Your life seems yep. terrifying in this place. Really, this was 
this was a this was the the I didn't love the mother. Or is the sacrifice that once this man decided on me, the best thing I thought I could do for my for my child was to ride this out. Is the sacrifice on her part that she knows this is bad and scary and evil and is hoping that she can stay the course enough to to raise her children and get them out of here? Is the sacrifice that she is fearful and doesn't want to be alone and just hopes that her children will make it through okay? Like, two things can be true. <clears throat> I think she is sacrificing and selfish. In the same way that I think it's arguable Ophelia in making the sacrifice for her brother is doing it because she will now go to princess land. Right? And like little kids are capable yeah. of this mm-hmm. that kind of magical leap. Yeah, it's, it's it, it, I don't incredible. Incredibly, like there's something beautiful about thinking like, no, I because I have done the thing that I know is virtuous, I I will be rewarded in a way that I can't even imagine because I can't, my brain actually can't fathom the other consequences of this. But I, to me, it seems like everyone is doing a little bit of both. But I'm curious to know if you guys feel differently. No, I I think we've touched on it a lot. In this episode mm-hmm. that we're like, well, you could be this, or is it this? But maybe both are true. Like the little girl from the taco commercials back in the day. Like the soft taco or hard tacos. And like she's like, why not both? And they like celebrate her because... Because she's a visionary. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. That little yep. child. How precocious. But yeah, I think it's both. I definitely think... Everyone has a little yeah. bit of both. I still don't think magic is real. Here's okay, so I have a question about this magic thing, right? It feels like she keeps traversing planes. Ophelia does, rather. In a way yeah. that, I, that mm-hmm. doesn't usually ring with me on a hero's journey. That she goes and comes back. That she goes and comes back. And that it almost feels like she actually takes um, the Capitan there because this is the place she can go and come back and go and come back and go and come back. And She's never had. She's never seen an adult there. She's she's been told point blank that they're looking for a young princess. It's like she lures him there, thinking that this is the place he can't come back mm-hmm. from, or the place he can't get to in the first place. And the fact that she dies anyway to me is the like, ooh, either magic is broken or this fawn is exactly as scary <laughs> as I thought he was when I saw him ripping meat off bones earlier. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely think the magic is a coping mechanism for Ophelia. I think that is also where fairy tales tend to fit a lot in our culture is that fantasy and fairy tales are a place to escape and let your imagination run rampant. I know that I see it a lot in the field that I work in of kids that have experienced trauma or feel displaced or aren't sure where they belong tend to get sucked into fairy tales or their imaginary worlds. That's where we see imaginary friends and things come out. So I think this world was imagined. You know, it's whatever she wanted it to be. She got to feel powerful and in control of her own destiny there. She had a place where she belonged, where she could sit on the throne next to her father and things like that. I also think it's a way for her to cope with feeling like her mother's situation was vastly out of her control because it was. I think a lot of things were well-timed because that's how she made sense of them in her head. And it's like the thing with the manjake root. Yes, it was beautifully timed that as soon as they burned it, it happened. But I also think that that was going to happen regardless of the manjake root. It just kind of, it lined up because this is how a child experiencing trauma and feeling displaced and feeling alone and feeling rejected is making sense of her surroundings. And I think when she died, 
just died. And I think because she had her fairy tale thought in her head and that she was envisioning this throne and she was going to be the princess of this land and she had her father and things were happy, she died peacefully. She, but she also that she died free. She was out of the situation. You know, her mother was dead. Her father was dead. All she had left was El Capitan. And, you know, Mercedes was trying to leave and everything was going on. world was at war. The world was in dismay. She was at peace because she was free from it now. The thing is, that eulogy, the eulogy for her mother, to me communicated that. That even, even people unaware of this magic that she could see. It, it, it wasn't just that it lined up. It was as if her mother was a source of magic that in this world women over and over are sources of Mm -hmm. magic magic just looks different magic looks like Mm -hmm. her mother as this tremendous vessel for for love and and creation and security and mercedes as this vessel for for strength and fortitude and ophelia as this vessel for for the adventurous mind and belief in self that this is how magic comes into the world. Uh, I, I couldn't, at the time, I was like really trying to listen to the Spanish and like keep my eyes flashing down occasionally to make sure that I wasn't misunderstanding anything. And I didn't, I, I should have just really rewatched mm-hmm. it and written that out word for word. But I, between the imagery and the language, I was like, I'm sold. Whatever, magic may not be exactly what Ophelia sees it to be, but I'm of the mind that there is magic and it can look like a lot of different things in this world, including a lot of things that we don't see if we're, like, if we're not looking, like... I, mean, I could agree with that. I don't think it's metaphysical fey magic. I think we, we, like I said, we're drawn into this world through Ophelia's lens. I think there are a lot of things that she sees as magic mm-hmm. that aren't, but also things that are. And some of them may be exactly the way she sees them. And some of them are still magical, just not not through our eyes as they would be through hers. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree with that. I could be on board with that. Eulogy's a really powerful scene. It's really lovely. And heartbreaking. Yeah. What do you think, Mary Kay? Magic or no? Magic or nah? <laughs> You've been awfully quiet. Oh, I think you guys hit all of the options. I'm happy with all of those options. But what do you think? True. You think the the magic was entirely real? I don't think I have to choose. Okay. I think that all of that can be true. Okay. I think that's the point, is that you can't tell. Again, if you watch You're this... not supposed to be able to tell, because you can't write it off either See? way. That's a whole new option than what we that's, gave. That's what that's we keep going back to, right? Is that if you watch this every year, that, that that's when it's a beautiful story. That's when you know it's powerful. That's when you know it's landing in all the right spots, is that if you watch this every year, you're going to feel a little differently. Some years it's more magical. Some years it's more yep. Ophelia. Some years it's more Mom. Some years it's more Mercedes. Some years... The cup, actually, the Capitan is hot every year. Let's be real. He's, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was yeah. just like, I don't like yeah. that that's true, but it, yeah. it's true. I hate myself. Like, I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't you feel the same way during Rosemary's Baby, too? You're just like, why are you making me attracted to this man? <laughs> let's watch, let's watch Deer so Hunters and young, young Christopher Walken. Yes, Christopher Walken. Whatever. Well, we're, we're coming around to Jaws and we'll yep. get to talk about, talk about a couple of my main men, my main men there. So that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Richard Dreyfuss. Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, Do we have a closer? No. I thought everyone else was doing the closer. I'm just kidding. So if you had to perform minor surgery on yourself, what would you hope to God it would be? Oh my gosh. 
Capitan. Like a frontier surgery? Like sewing your own Joker smile lip back together. Mm. Mm. I think I could give myself stitches. Mm. I've definitely pierced my own ears a bunch. That is not frontier surgery. I pierced my own lip in high school. Okay, I see, I see. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I had no qualms doing it. I could easily that's what makes give, me confident myself, that I could, yeah, give myself stitches. Teachers. I'm not amputating my own leg. As long as it leg, wasn't, like, on the die. right side of my body, where I was, like... Oh, no. I'm ambidextrous. We're neither I am not ambidextrous. Um, what's funny is that as squeamish as I am, like, with movies, how I'm very, like, oh, I don't want to look at it. Eh, Hitchcock, let's do that instead. Um, <laughs> I, in real life, I don't, like, you know how everyone, like, throws up if they hear or see someone throwing up? Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I like, all those kind of sympathetic responses or the, like, blood or I don't have those, I don't have that same reaction yeah. in real life. So I'd like to think that if I, like, messed my stuff up, I would, I would tough it out. You could take care of it. I keep telling myself that the surgery recently is evidence that I must just have a great pain tolerance because I can't tell you how many accounts I read that were yeah. like, oh, it hurts. Oh my God, you're sore forever. And I was like, this is, these are bad dummies. Chill out. Which is a terribly unfair thing to say because pain is completely subjective and like, <laughs> Um, yeah <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I, I keep telling myself that that means I must have a good pain tolerance so that I will believe it and then live that way but could you amputate your own leg life or death situation you've got to like saw movie yourself could you do it I think I would have to cut like I could give myself stitches I don't think I could remove my own no. leg I could remove something from my limb yeah Mary Kay like if someone stabbed me in the leg I could mm-hmm. yank the knife out yeah and then pass out and die. Um, is more the like um, the knowledge that like the loss right. of blood would be an issue. So like if I had to cut off my hand, right? If I didn't have something to like basically tourniquet myself, I would be afraid to do it because I would be afraid that I'm just killing myself anyway. But if you had all the proper supplies, you could actively saw your own hand off at the wrist. I don't know, but I know I know that when it comes to situations that I thought would like really upset or freak me out before. I've I've done some yeah. stuff that if I that adrenaline that kicks in. You could probably has do it. Shocked or even appalled me at times that I was like okay with it and just moved on with my life. But big question, Mary Kay, you have said before that you would shoot my zombie husband in the face. Would you saw my infected? Oh yeah, doing it for someone you care about is yeah. okay. So different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be way easier than doing it for myself. Oh, no, I agree. I just like the confirmation that you love me. <laughs> yeah, this was like a like a like a Walking Dead situation. <laughs> I would chop the shit mm-hmm. out of any of y'all's limbs. I'm trying to keep y'all's big ass so brains incredible. around. Okay. Thank Aww. you. So bye bye lower leg. <laughs> Tie it off, everybody. Tie it <laughs> it's off, fine. everybody. Let's move on. All right. So next time. Next time we've got natural born killers. I've never seen it. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for picking this. Who picked it? <gasps> Mary Kay. Thank you. Mary Kay. Me. I did it. Do we have a guest? Charles. Have a guest Yay. Friend of, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> I drank wine on his friend rooftop. Friend of the podcast, Charles. Thank you so much for joining us, Caitlin. For real. Seriously. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yay. It's been like a fairy tale, except like no infanticide. Um, yeah. Please. <laughs> no no infanticide. Right. No baby mermaid foam death. No dragging 12-year-old girls around. Just drinking booze and... Talking out our asses. What a dream. Um, <clears throat> Hooray, my favorite thing. Right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, things I'm best at. <laughs> y'all, please check out our lineup. We've got it the whole thing through summer set out on the website. 
So watch along. Um, if you have any favorite lines or scenes, shoot us a message. We'd be happy to ruin them for you with a meme or a gif. Um, <laughs> all seven of you that listen to this regularly are our very favorite people. So if you are person number eight and you <laughs> don't listen to us regularly yet, please subscribe. <laughs> Rate us because um, <clears throat> we love being judged and believe we hold up well to even intense scrutiny. Please review us. I thought you'd like the, the office references. Yes. Please review us um, because we like to hear somebody besides ourselves talk about ourselves. Yes. Please follow us on social media because we're about to have a Twitter and you're going to be so sick of this. <laughs> um, and again, just subscribe. Come on. Um, Beso social. Hasta la próxima vez. Laborito del faun. Adios. That's all the Spanish I got. Bye. <laughs> We did it. Let's de-record. One, two, trace.